Hey everybody, this is your host, Colin McIsaac. I hope you've all had a lovely Mother's Day, spent some wonderful time with your families or the people otherwise important in your lives. Today, we are actually going to be talking about everything but the Mother series, following Nintendo's lead on that one. <laughs> We're going to be talking about a new Pokemon Snap, the Illumination Mario movie, uh, what else? Jeez. Oh, Nintendo's Game Builder Garage. Very, very cool. Um, and we had a great time just catching up. We spent the first 15 and a half minutes goofing on some silly Pikmin stuff and more from our lives. So jump ahead 15 minutes 30 if you want the game content. Otherwise, enjoy. How are you guys? What's going on with your eyes? Oh, um... My right one is like not working right. Am I too close to the mic? I can't. I think I'm clipping. Is it like an astigmatism or something worse? Um, it. Uh, she. she might, I might have to get an MRI. Wow. I don't know. Geez. It might be something worse. Um, but it might be like it's also, uh, genetic. It's my right eye is like. It's not a lazy eye because that's clinically different. But mm -hmm. it's kind of like what people think of as a lazy eye mm. it's like my left eye is dominant and so whatever i'm looking at my left eye is like a perfect angle and my right eye like follows suit to like make a triangle with it I see. um mm. instead of like both of them sort of evening out uh the mm -hmm. distance and uh it may be related to um, like some vestibular like balance issues that sure. are genetic or maybe the eye itself is genetic and causes them and anyway um, it's just gotten so bad from the pandemic because um, you know screens all the time and and mm. you know trapped yeah. inside I feel that I'm, I'm not like <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm not balancing anyway <laughs> I'm horizontal <laughs> constantly so um which is actually not true. I also no. I've been I've been delivering groceries, um, in a car. So, uh, that is probably not the best, for, for uh, you know, not getting this like physically therapized or whatever solution we gotta do. Right. Yeah, I feel so. That's well, that's my that eyes. Not fun. That's no a bummer. Yeah. It's easily correctable and not a yeah. Your brain done broke. Problem. <laughs> Yeah, well, so she was, um, I'm too tall. I got a, con I, no, I, I think I specifically didn't get a concussion, but maybe here's the thing is like, it was a slow burn. Um, because I got an MRI last summer for hitting my head on like my grandma's ceiling. <laughs> she instilled a wheelchair ramp down like these stairs. And so I just was walking down the stairs, but over the ramp and that difference of, of the, it was like built exactly such that you descend the <laughs> stair at like the height you know where the the lip of the ceiling is uh, and so right. i just walked down the ramp and i'm a foot taller than anyone else in my family and i was just smashed my head oh so they did an mri and i didn't have a concussion but um yeah you must have smashed your she head thought pretty hard to like be like okay we oh, should get yeah. an mri I, I, I like busted yeah. the wall oh my god <laughs> Yeah. Colin. It was like perfectly Connor the crown of my head, like again. where you hit like a soccer ball, you know? Right. So it was like I maybe or maybe it wasn't. I don't know. I I might have brain damage. We'll find out. It was Christmas morning. <laughs> Drum roll, please. And that's when Colin's vision problem started. <laughs> yeah. Oh. How was your week? 
Uh, my I'm alive. Yeah. Yay. That's something. All right. Said. Now work work's just been crazy. Uh, yeah. We're doing this new thing where we're trying to like be proactive for uh, getting stuff done but ahead of the conference where we usually are cramming stuff like mm-hmm. the couple weeks before the conference. So instead, what that means is we're not cramming six weeks before the conference instead of a couple weeks before the conference. <laughs> right, is it spread out any le- like it'll be thinner out, or but, is okay? Like because I could see why that would like almost then trigger a psychological like need to get more work done than ever. Then. I mean, there like, will be more work. The grind done, would but just it will be, be spread equal out for the six weeks. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. So it's not six weeks of work crammed into like this week. It's going to be spread out over the six weeks, but we're going right. to constantly be working on stuff. Hmm. Yeah. So, anyway. so is the worst of it yet to come or I think uh, this week has been the, like the most exhausting? It's hard to say. I think after this point, it'll be a lot smoother, but I've been wrong before. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we'll see. I don't know. Is it all a trick from Dark Alex? What have you been planning this week? I'll never tell. Um, but uh, what I've been doing this week is uh, I, I got my second dose today. Vaccine. Of what? Of, um, uh, of, uh... What's plaguing the underworld? We have, uh, a lot of ants. So we're (laughs) we're getting vaccines Vaccine. Yeah. (laughs) We have a huge ant problem down here. And so your solution is to send them to They're, like, nine feet tall. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're... (laughs) Isn't that normal for ants, right? Well, that's a huge ant. Yeah, they're pretty big. I'm um, sure it doesn't hit its head on the on the. <laughs> that's yeah. We have tall ceilings just for, to accommodate those ants. So maybe Colin, you should visit and you'll you'll fit I would right love in it down there. Yeah, you'll, <laughs> you'll, giant ants. You'll fit in with the ants. You just got to get your your doses and you'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> um. So what is your vaccine keeps them away? Um, it just makes them like you. Because oh, okay. they're never gonna stay away, so may as right. well just have them like you, and they won't, you know, you know take cuddle, you. Yeah, yeah. Give you so a ride is it like they smell the like sweet, sweet immunity in your yeah. blood, or basically, they're like cool with you, but they're like they're also not gonna eat you. You know what I mean? Like before, in the it, dark world, they're just called bodies. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, uh, they would rather um, if you don't get vaccinated, they'll just drag you into the hill, and you know you'll you'll what you are will become another ant so mm. but uh That's i'm vaccinated ter- it's like now the, the bad ending of pikmin <laughs> jesus it's yeah. dark does that actually happen in pikmin yeah you get dragged <laughs> yeah, into a, probably what that that final boss of pikmin 3 was up to with olimar oh no Ooh, i don't want to think of it like that yeah. oh <laughs> what is that the energy in that thing what do you think that like it it's it's probably just as nonsense they made up for a game but <laughs> maybe it's the thing that killed all the humans oh dang it's oh, so dang. small though i don't know oh maybe it's just a tiny little bit of it it's covid yeah maybe that's just timeline. like <laughs> yeah well pikmin does take place 500 million years in the future is that is that the uh accurate timeline so um pikmin 3 is um they, it, you know, the the planet is Earth. That is, I believe, like just a hundred percent canon. Well, there were like um, Duracell batteries in Pikmin too, right? So that's yeah, be right. I mean, like 
they could, you know, like Bowser Jr. it and say, oh, but that was like not real. But like, I don't, I don't think so. Mm. Um, and I guess by that, I mean like, you know, the Koopalings, how they're not like Bowser's kids anymore because of Bowser Jr. But like, yeah, it, the, it's, it's Earth. And Pikmin 3 actually like formalizes the land layout and you get like to see a whole scale of it. And it's, um, or rather it retcons the, the globe that Olimar falls onto. And it's a super continent that is yet to come. Basically, uh, Pangaea it's like reverse pan- Pangea. breaks uh, up. Yeah, or Pangea breaks up in you know to the seven pieces, and they've sort of drifted about halfway apart across the globe by now. But they're gonna come back together into yeah. a new supercontinent eventually, in about five hundred million years. And so that's uh, yeah. Are they gonna Are they gonna meet? Like, they broke apart. Are they going to, like, meet on the other side of the planet now, or? Yeah, pretty much. Oh. I don't know if it'll be on the other side of the planet, because, like, all the tectonic plates have, like, you know, kind of different currents to them. Um, but, like, effectively, yeah, it'll be the other side of the planet. I wonder what happens. It won't even they, be, like, like, a recognizable planet to like... have sides for anymore. Right. I wonder what happens when they, like, collide with each other. Like, what happens after that? Do we just, like, get these, like, giant mountains and then, like... They just keep collapsing into each other forever, you know? Um, hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, yes. Like, when, uh, well, I guess we don't know what happens if land plates as tall as these ones smash into each other. Yeah, exactly. But, um, so, uh, let me try to think of that. I took a rocks class. Um, right. From... Roxanne, the gym leader, <laughs> and we learned all about this. Um, you have to put on your red light. We, uh, oh, <laughs> um, we, so a plate like South America, for example, the um, whole sort of like mountain range down there is an ocean plate that crashes into a mountain plate. Makes sense. So the mountain plate is not being crushed by the weight of the ocean. Like the rock is condensed underneath it. So it's heavier and denser and slides underneath the mountain hmm. plate. Okay. There's a different which kind is what, of... Which, which is what causes the mountains to keep growing in size gradually. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And in the Atlantic Ocean, it splits up in such a way that like the rift in the bottom of the sea is the plate's moving away from each other and basically new lava comes in and makes new rock underneath and spreads the plates further apart. just makes the plates like bigger right since the lava yeah right so that's that's that also accommodates or accounts for uh south america like moving in that direction while the pacific plate or indonesian plate or so i don't know they're all they're kind of like broken up in you know, it's a whole different map than the land map that we're used to. And they're all called like, and it's, it's don't, don't really even associate it by geography. Whatever plate that is. Yeah, because it's, it's sliding all, under it's, South it's America. Just all, all of Earth is plates. We're just a yeah. stack of plates. Um, we're all just a stack of plates <laughs> trying to get yeah, dry. The Pikmin are just like moving the plates around. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> that's a fun game. Pikmin World. Let's go. Um, but uh, what was I even? 
So, yeah, so I guess South America will ultimately drift really far west, and I believe that's... No, there's a fault line, because there's a fault line... There's a different North American plate. Yeah. But they're, like, stronger connected than the whole Atlantic Rift. I don't know the, all the details. Roxanne's not very good at this. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, so, meanwhile, on the other side of the Atlantic... Those plates are all, you know, drifting away from North and South America. And actually, I believe. Oh, so, yeah, I believe the exact same thing is happening on their other side as with like North and South America is all of those oceanic plates that the landmasses are like pushing into and going over. These subduction zones are all getting pushed and like melted back into the earth. So we're all going to reconverge basically where the pacific ocean is now and yeah all of that land and like a is, peloton treadmill we're gonna all gonna get sucked underneath and crushed basically um what you're no so if you live in the bottom of the ocean in the ring of fire yes or okay. uh in okay. the indonesian not indonesian maybe not even indonesian plate plate but um on land so I think in theory what would happen is like the mountainous zones smash into each other and I guess reconvert oh they crumple yes they crumple back up into each other and form giant like even bigger mountains that's kind at of those, yeah what I was thinking uh yeah and they like actually crumple like if you like if you actually like physically like move two paper plates together the way that they like smush up and like zigzag uh is kind of the way that like the mountain ranges are gonna actually do that too and yeah so the rock gets crushed and pressed together such that eventually it kind of re re merges and connects to itself i don't know if it will actually connect like down underneath the earth like if the plates themselves will merge and become one bigger new plate, that's probably a sure. uh, class to take with, like, Rourke or somebody. But um, I can't even imagine how you would simulate that because of the yeah. magnitude of it. Yeah. Um, so, wow, yeah. Um, all that is to say, the Pikmin went through some crazy shit. <laughs> yeah. Somehow the, the old cell phones on this planet still work. <laughs> yeah, that's a good and... point. The Duracell batteries still have a bit of a charge. So I guess, presumably, what would have happened is that humans avoided catastrophe. They became a spacefaring species, left Earth, and they've still got satellites beaming 5G into each other's, you know, heads. That's definitely Giving it. us these neurological diseases and vestibular problems. Or the humans, um, <laughs> through breeding, became what we know as Pikmin. They used to be Ooh. They used to be pick men, but now they're pick men. <laughs> <laughs> um well how about that game? Nintendo Game Garage. Yeah. That, that's That's what it's called. What is it called? Into the Garage. It's game Builder Garage. Oh. Game Builder Garage. That's not better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I that that's I was thinking about that earlier. I was like, why this seems like a game that would have been awesome to have been announced. Right when Switch came out, mm. and then branded, it would have been really cool with Switch like game. E3 and the Switch Pro. Oh yeah, I don't understand. Well, maybe that's not happening. No, there's no way. Well, that's they're, not they they see this anyway. We should probably like say what this thing is. 
Yeah, well, I think I, I'm going on the assumption that if you're listening to this Nintendo show, you probably are already in tune with Nintendo news. Uh, if uh, not, fair. we'll get to what it is soon. The, well, okay, so they're explicitly signposting that this game is an educational game, and that is like not their E3 market at all. Like their E3 market is, is gamers. Makes sense. Who would? I mean, some people are undoubtedly going to be really into this, but that's not. Like that's not how they they didn't design it for those people really. Yeah. Well, I mean, I do think it like looks really cool. Anyway, it's clearly it sounds like it's the next project from the Nintendo Garage that like sort of quote unquote after school program for Nintendo designers. Um, maybe it's not. Uh, it also seems like it's made by the Mario Maker team. I haven't like. Well, it's it's a recycled version the of the the Nintendo Labo Garage mode. That oh, they had, I think in the VR oh. VR kit, which I haven't played you with yet. Okay, because uh, the programming interface is like very very similar, but uh, sort of like made more friendly and easier to use. Mm-hmm. I can speaking so of which, like, I think it's really cool, and it seems yeah, really it's, intuitive. It's a, mm-hmm. It's a nice idea. It's it or that actually does remind me of like the stuff I've seen. My, my wife's an educator, and the stuff I've seen her use with her kids about like make a little game in a browser. Like it's really mm. it seems functionally really similar to that, but of course with yeah. the sort of Nintendo UX and UI touches. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of the uh, game maker program I used as like a kid, Scratch from MIT. I actually yeah. tried to remake Pokemon Gold, and that it was ambitious. <laughs> but it um. This is obviously a lot better and more advanced. And they made yeah. some like amazing looking games in it just from the like flash, you know, scene by scene trailer. Um, yeah. It kind of makes me feel like <laughs> we were talking about WarioWare so recently on this show. It kind of makes me feel like they don't need it. <laughs> this is WarioWare DIY. Mm. Yeah, I didn't get to try out that game, but I've heard a bit about it. And yeah, this just seemed like sort of a spiritual successor. What we need instead is just a WarioWare cartoon. Netflix original. Illumination, get on it. <laughs> hey, that's some Nintendo news. That's a ringtone. Um, <laughs> is, there, um, is there an okay, update so with I Illumination? Part of this news. I can't remember what the rest of it was. <laughs> so the founder of Illumination Entertainment, the uh, Despicable Me creator, I think, uh, that is, the studio is responsible for Despicable Me, though, that's for sure, uh, joined the board of Nintendo as an outside director. Oh, wow. I didn't really, again, like, look too much into exactly what that means. But it's, like, it's definitely clear that they're uh, ramping up their animation for the future. Yeah, I mean, the, If the, anyone has connects for the Donkey Kong movie, let me know. <laughs> I think uh, they had said during the investor briefing, or maybe right before, that they're looking into doing more animation beyond just the Mario movie already yeah. so if they're bringing the uh, illumination guy on board that probably suggests that they'll be doing more with illumination specifically so yeah yeah and that pro- that does say also signal like a lot of confidence i think in the work that they've done with illumination so far which is for sure sort of a rare show of faith to see from nintendo i think do you think uh, well i think oh go ahead uh, well no go ahead sounds like what you're gonna say is a little more relevant um i don't even like know if i fully had it question (laughs) (laughs) well what i was gonna ask is what do you guys think the uh minion equivalent is in the mario world oh um twerking toads 
or mm, maybe toads i but here's miyamoto has like direct creative control also recent news on this so i don't think that kind of stuff is actually going to happen at all okay that's um, good but i do think the like cute charm of like silly characters who say nonsense gibberish yeah that's going to go to bowser's minions goomba's probably yeah. predominantly um shy guys too honestly yeah, kind of any of them really fun shy guys yes and sniffits shy guys are great shy guys are great we all know i wouldn't i wouldn't have said this before smash brothers but piranha plant has like really grown on me as like a mischief making character Mm. yeah Uh, i could see that being really fun i love the that it walks in a like a potted like plant system now because (laughs) i mean that's just great opens it up for a lot of stuff um yeah so I do think it'll be Bowser's minions, but I also I kind of think some of that will also fall to the Toads, like they're kind of just like the good nameless gibberish speakers, and like all that stuff. And so, mm. um, there's just a lot of like minion spirit in Mario, not necessarily yeah. like the minions, but minions, lowercase the, m. The studio and their style were clearly a, a good match. For, yeah. for those kinds of characters it, it'll be interesting to see what they do with the more like major characters who i would imagine would have actual lines and stuff because that's so I, not really a kind of creative direction miyamoto is very experienced with i guess you like um, dialogue you mean like talking yeah, yeah. i mean I, I don't i can't imagine they go through this movie and no one speaks actual words maybe it'll be a maybe that's kind of his ambition um make a feature length film where no one actually speaks i feel like that's kind of like the weird artsy kind of stuff he would like want to do with Mm -hmm. if he was going to make a movie you know it would just be so weird with like consistent with like like human like characters i know but then they don't speak or they'll bring them into the real world and the humans talk but like mario and luigi just go whoo oh i just don't see them doing that i didn't think that like (laughs) I mean, I didn't play Luigi's Mansion 3, but I felt like the light voice acting in those kinds of scenes worked pretty well. I also think that the voiceless animated features that he did for uh, those Pikmin shorts were awesome. So I think it can be done. And I think it is consistent with not only his creative vision as a person, but like how he sees the Mario franchise that said, I totally agree with you. Like, I would want, I mean. Like, I could see them like, doing one where you don't have actual, like, spoken, actual spoken script or red script for, like, Pikmin, for example, where you just have them, like, speak gibberish. Yeah. But human characters, what it really should be yeah. or would be in practice is two hours of Charles Martinet making different voices at himself. <laughs> he's the he's the only actor in he's the entire six film. Car- yeah, I mean, kind of. And I- <laughs> Make him play Princess Peach as well. Yeah. <laughs> the, the bill on the poster is literally just Charles Martinet is <laughs> yeah. Super Mario Brothers. And it's all, the, the poster is all four of them. That'd be funny. Um, But uh, it sounds like he hasn't been asked to do any voice acting for the movie which could mean yeah, a couple which is things really strange it, it could mean that they're just using clips he's already done it could mean that they're trying to go for like a celebrity kind of voice i'm sure they're gonna um, get danny devito if from they Mario. need a really cheap actor 
me, I'm not even going to spoil the demo here, but I perfect impressions all around. <laughs> uh, demo for what? A demo reel to oh, be I get Mario, you. Luigi, Wario, Waluigi, uh, Bowser, not King Boo, Professor on Egad. The I see. He's right. doing a plug. And of course, yes. Shy Guy. Meow, wow. Oh, okay. Uh, give us a Yoshi. <laughs> that's actually pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty good. Thanks. <laughs> this might actually go somewhere. <laughs> uh, um, wait, hold up. Wah, wah, wah. Excellent. That's pretty good. Yeah, man. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Do we? That was clearly a more fun conversation than the game builder garage on on game builder garage. Yeah, I wasn't sure. (laughs) Yeah, give it to us on that road. We were gonna go. No, I feel like we weren't done, but definitely. Yeah. Take it. So uh, I've been thinking about like what are the kinds of things I'd want to use this to build, and part of me is like really excited because it seems pretty flexible. Uh, we've I've, uh, at, right after they announced Game Builder Garage, a lot of people were posting on Twitter just videos of stuff that people made in the old, old Labo VR thing. Oh, and you had people like remaking like Bob on Battlefield, and of course it's very rudimentary; it doesn't have all the features. But you've you've got things like they hid all the red coins around the space, and they made a thing that kind of works like a chain chomp. And <gasps> this is why uh, they were taking down all the Nintendo products in Dreams. <laughs> oh, probably. I mean, there's I wish always... they were that generous, but <laughs> I feel like there's always a reason. Every time there's like a big thing about nintendo took something down like two years later there's like an exact product match i'd i'd feel that more that way if they were giving us more assets to play with but it doesn't seem like they are it seems like it's mostly like these weird characters that they've come up with and well we don't have a yeah. ton of flexibility to make our own stuff oh you don't think we, yeah we could make like a see. mario model yeah yeah it looks like your like character models are pretty limited to the stuff that they give you that makes sense um which sort of like hampers my creativity. But anyway, after seeing some of the examples of that stuff, uh, another example I saw was uh, someone rebuilt some of the shrines from Breath of the Wild, and they Ooh. Are, the puzzles are pretty much pretty much recreated. Oh. Anyway, so seeing how flexible that could be, like if this matches that pretty well, it'd be really fun to recreate some of the mini games from Nintendo Land. Ooh, yeah. Nintendo does not seem very interested in porting that over. So I'm thinking like Mario Chase would be fun. Uh, the Luigi Mansion work, maybe one. Maybe the Luigi's Mansion one. Yeah. yeah. The Animal Crossing one's also a good time. Oh, I hate um, it. <laughs> it's it has too few levels and isn't varied enough. But it was still I, I still thought it was fun. Um, it, I yeah, that's, played as that's the two dogs. Yeah. Oh yeah 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 no that that was really fun. I'm thinking of when you're hoarding the candies and that was always I would like. I don't know. That wasn't as fun to me. It's pretty repetitive to just work yeah. candies, but it's fun to chase people down, I think. So that's um, sort of where, where I was thinking of what I was thinking of doing with this game is not necessarily just recreating those games, but creating more of those kinds of little mini game experiences. For sure. Um, I mean, like people, I'm sure people will be recreating WarioWare and Rhythm Heaven games in here. Um, yeah. Probably even uh, some NES classics. One of the example games that they showed was basically Shy Guy Says from Mario Party which i thought was fun okay cool i did i don't i don't think i remember that that mini game is that just like press a button uh, let me see if i can find it i do love me some shy guy do a shy guy impression maybe it was from meow that wasn't good hold up hold up <laughs> 
Meow. Wow. I can't. I got my noise headphones on. I can't tell if that was any good. I I just I actually don't really know what they sound like. I thought they didn't make any. Noise. <laughs> <laughs> um. I think I can still do Birdo. Hold up. Birdo. <laughs> First syllable was good. Doesn't Birdo just go like? Yeah, is that not what I did? I think she's saying Birdo. Is she saying Birdo? I think it's yeah. It's like Birdo. Um, I just looked up Shy Guy, and none of the top results are the right one. I I sent a link to you. Oh, in in the Discord. Oh my it's gosh! Basically the same, right? Oh, that's awesome! Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm stoked for the variety of things. It looks like it'll let you build. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I love these little pixel bears. <laughs> yeah. Good. That's shit, the one place shit. to let you be creative. It be creative in in the art yeah. is the, the pixel art. As long as and you textures, don't. Textures, I guess you can you can create your own textures. As long as you're not only using red and blue. They won't. They won't be okay with that. It's too much like Mario. <laughs> That's right. You'll get a cease I'm, and desist uh, for your creation within Nintendo's own game. I'm on Twitter getting some good Toad content right now. Hold up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably that's gonna be. That's I can't do more than eight seconds of that. What of him screaming or? What would Toad be doing well, for eight seconds? He's preparing for the Lady Gaga concert <laughs> and then screaming in the audience. Oh, I get you. Oh, it's a good I know exactly what I found on Twitter. I know exactly what that is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, you listeners, gotta go see it. <laughs> we love a good visual medium on a podcast. Um, <laughs> so. That cover. Oh, new Pokemon Snap is just the last uh, bit of Nintendo news, I guess, uh, that we should uh, briefly discuss. I've enjoyed about eight hundred seconds of it. That's uh, that Didn't doesn't really seem like a lot. Enjoying it after that. <laughs> no, it's not a lot. <laughs> it was like I basically like started it up and got through the title screen and was like, "Yeah, this is gonna be awesome," and then opened up to a tutorial for things that the first game just drops you into like no questions you just turn it on okay have a nice beach but yeah. no this one is like it here's sounds... a camera do you know what a camera is <laughs> yes oh well let me explain it just so we're on the same page sounds, here's how uh, you zoom in it's awful sounds like something i haven't seen in years a tutorial that's that egregious mm-hmm. Did you play Pokemon Tournament? It's the same team. I did. I played the demo. The I tutorial was pretty egregious, and they got to get over Sorry. this because it's a lot of dialogue, and it's painful. Um, Just, I feel like one of Nintendo's like big strengths back in the day, and even to this day, is creating games where like you just pick up the controller and yeah, just, the experience of messing around with the controller is fun. Yeah. So like, if you're gonna make a Nintendo game pokemon company like follow the rules yeah yeah that's what made breath of the wild so freaking crazy just like going into it and you're still discovering stuff that you never you never even seen before yeah 
and they'll give you little tool tips but that's it yeah at the start yeah. he is th- exactly that's what it is yeah they don't like you know you don't have to mash through two minutes of dialogue yeah. just to learn how to press a that's what we're no. d- that's yeah. how we got into the game <laughs> of course we know how to press a <laughs> but um at a certain point probably the second tutorial i I don't know if you can skip the first one, but I, I noticed like relatively quickly that you seem to be able to skip tutorials. So I'm definitely okay. just going to do that from now on. Um, but that's the extent to which I've played it uh, so far is two runs through the first level. Um, and it, yeah, it's just like the old Pokemon snap so far. I heard there are um, some cool new... Uh, I guess it's not really a spoiler. Cover your ears for five seconds starting now boss mechanics where there's like bosses and uh i don't know how that actually works though so but it sounds even then like it's kind of just a process of you revisit the level and you snap some new pictures of some new pokemon you leave the level you don't know how it works pester ball or whatever it sounds like Um, someone wasn't listening to the tutorial well i listened to a podcast of people who like played all the way through it um and they oh, were complaining that it was, like, pretty grindy. Like, you have to replay the levels a bunch um, of times. Yeah. And, like, there's a certain point at which you have to, like, actually do it a bunch of times in oh, order to get no. to the next mm-hmm. level. Like, beyond the point where it's fun. Um, and so, all that is, like, considered. I think that it's probably just not meant to be a game that you play in binges anyway like i think really the reality of a rail-based kids shooter is that you pick it up for 15 minutes play it before like a doctor's appointment and enjoy it for that time and then you put it down when you're done your one run of the one level you come back two days later and seeing the same pokemon again is not a problem because you didn't just do that five minutes ago um, so when they just add, like, one Emolga... It, it feels kind you know, of unfortunate that they stuck fun. with the on-rails design because, like, if it, they were going to make it a little grindy, like, the least they could do is, like, make give it make it a little more open so you can just skip to the part you need to try again, you know? Hmm. I get what you're saying. I don't know that that necessarily would have helped this case. I see. Because the setup of it is that instead of having just an ultimate points system for every pokemon your top scoring photo is the one that professor oak wants to keep unless you override him what they do is there are four different like categorical poses or sort of like events i guess you can think of to capture a pokemon in Mm -hmm. and so they're rated one star two star three star four star and Apparently, that has nothing to do with the quality of the photo. It's just, like, what pose they're in. And probably, I would assume, the poses, in theory, are better um, progressively. Harder, but harder the point to get, system, probably. Yeah, yeah. The point system, though, remains the same, to my understanding. Um, and in order well, what I'm to saying is it'd be unlock to certain things, you need to get the different poses. Yeah. Yeah, I guess what I was saying is if you wanted to have us try to capture different poses, you could at least make it easy to go back to the same Pokemon over and over again and try to capture different poses. 
I think yeah. like I just I think it is and that the level's gonna be like two minutes anyway. Sure. Like I get what you're saying. I think it's just like ultimately isn't like the problem, so to speak. Sure. Um and I appreciate Rails for like the nostalgia reason, but I also think like if they were to make a third one, that's gotta be the evolution that they take. Yeah, you gotta from be here. like on a on a wilderness exploration tour and you're just taking photos as a matter of course, not like going for sure. a little thing to just Free roam, ride around yeah. and take photos. Yeah. Um Of course maybe that's what they're doing in Arceus Legends, who knows? I don't think there's maybe they are gonna have a photo mode. That would be cool. I, I feel like why even why make a game like that if you're not gonna have a photo mode? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you're a Pokemon company. Um but that's kind of all I, you know, have thought about it so far. I again haven't played very much. Yeah, for me this sounds like a pick it up on sale game. I've just got I've got too many games that I haven't beaten anyway. Yeah. Um, but I, I am curious to play it someday. Yeah. Uh, apparently, I think it's like $50 on eBay already or Amazon or something. Uh, I think sounds eBay. Sounds about right. Mm. eBay. Um, How long has it been out for? And yeah, I imagine it, sound, it sounds like this is uh, maybe not going to go over the best with Nintendo's uh, adult fans. Sure. And they may quickly put it back out for resale. So <laughs> you may lock out. And this just came out last Friday, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Dark Alex, were you uh channeling us from the netherworld? Um what no, I don't I mean, that's where I am and I am channeling in like that, but I haven't played Pokémon Snap. All right. Yeah. Too busy with the ants. I've got a lot of photos of ants. Yeah, problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here's me and Terry destroying the city. <laughs> My cat has decided to join our podcast, so I apologize. Hey, Nova. This is Prisea. Oh, hi, Prisea. Prisea. Hi, Prisea. She has no sense of personal space for others, but she wants it all <laughs> for herself. She ha- but she just likes the attention. Mm-hmm. She wants the cuddles, right? I don't know or do you mean wants. she'll just she's like, like walk kind of ADD. into you? She'll like come in your space and she'll be like, okay, I'm going to rub up on you for a second and then I'm going to walk away. Yeah, that's what a cat does. She's just claiming her territory. I know, a lot of my cats will just like sit on you for like. Oh, that's minutes. sweet we have, too. We have three cats. Both of two of them are are sweet like that, and she is. She just walks around, paces around all the time. <laughs> I love that. My parents got a new cat lately, so that's been a fun little adventure. His name's Gus. Aw. Ah, it's a fun name for a cat. Yeah. Right. What kind of cat? Um, a stray. Mm. <laughs> right. I don't know. They're the best. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, he just kind of like showed up at like a neighbor's house or a couple towns over. Like a neighbor like knew the person or something. Um, Can you? And he didn't have an owner. So they were like, can someone please take this cat? Imagine if you like had that ability that a cat does just wandering into some random home and being like feed me i live here now <laughs> yeah, no one can right? do that but a cat that's incredible, that's incredible. what you're describing is post late stage capitalism <laughs> that's it that's it that's what i'm talking yeah 
We have socialism cats. for cats. <laughs> Rugged individualism for the people. <laughs> Just walking around purring. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Well, um, I think it's been a that's been a nice meaty episode. Yeah. Thank you for joining. Thank you for tuning in. We had all sorts of topics. Yeah, pretty soon. Pretty soon E3 will come. Hey, that's and true. We'll have, more, it's... we'll have more topics. When will that we be? We will. So should we throw some quick E3 predictions out for the end? Sure. For those those of you who have stayed 40 minutes into this <laughs> beautiful mess. <laughs> uh, um, I'd have to think about it a little bit, but sure. Okay. Um, think about it over my prediction that you won't need to listen to because it's not going to come true. But if, if you're a listener, then you absolutely need to listen because it's definitely going to come true. So, I think Metroid Prime 4 isn't coming for a really long time. I think that's a fair. We're gonna guess. get Metroid Prime Trilogy this year. Mm. I hope we get Metroid Prime Trilogy this year. Like, that's like a no-brainer. They've gotten they've they've started porting Wii games, so you know they can. Uh that's like one of the bangers that's totally not represented on Switch. Yeah. In a genre that Nintendo is not particularly like strong in and now they sort of have a second chance to catch some attention so totally plus i can't wait to aim with the motion controls again well i guess um did you ever probably did you ever try much of galaxy on switch i didn't okay just wondering um maybe i should it's been a while at least at least to try the motion emulation yeah. a little bit more I think if I, I mean from what I briefly played, I thought it worked pretty well. Yeah, yeah, just but just to, just just to get, get used to often, it. To... But that's pretty much my gripe with it. Yeah, Pikmin though I feel like doesn't work nearly as well as it did with the Wii Remote. Hmm. Um, what else? There's some others where I feel like the motion control has been not great. Pikmin was but, like passable though I'd say it wasn't unplayable or anything it was just it was I, I would say it was passable only because of how much I like Pikmin sure it was if mm. I don't know about you but like well, I, I feel like that game I feel had like a problem it where it was really less about messy. the motion controls and more about the cursor sticking to things that it shouldn't yeah, <laughs> yeah. that okay, was the, that was too, the only yeah. that's a good point yeah, yeah that that yeah. happened way too much and that's a game design thing not a technology um, thing I think. Yeah. but it also like the way it would like reorient itself like as you are yeah yeah we we don't need to get all deep into that but you're right like um, i feel like like a game with more of a free camera would probably work a lot better yeah or also just like snappier like de targeting because mm-hmm. it'll just kind of like stay there for a while after yeah. you've killed something yeah and like i hear what you're saying yeah it it's been a little while but to my recollection another one of the big problems was that it would like You would target something and lock on and then re-angle it, the controller, in order to, like, aim on target. You know how you kind of, like, 
angle your Pikmin a little bit more to the left or to the right or mm-hmm. in order mm-hmm. to aim them. Um, then when the enemy dies, it doesn't calibrate to the new adjusted position of your controller. It go it takes the neutral position that you're in now as snapping back to where the enemy is in relation to the screen and it completely desyncs itself in that way it's like this is your own fault like it'll it'll be interesting to see if because metroid prime also has a thing where you can lock on and then sort of adjust your your aim a little bit Mm -hmm. uh but metroid prime also pans the camera when you move the motion controller so yeah i couldn't i couldn't imagine that they do a similar thing to what they're doing in pikmin there with the lock on you know canceling and then the cursor kind of jumping around we'll have to see i hope i hope at the end of the day i hope that they know that that's wrong with pikmin (laughs) and it was just a choice to get the game done yeah (laughs) but like if pikmin 4 is like that or or metroid prime which already wasn't like oh geez well they had an outside developer do the pikmin port right i don't actually know I think they probably did. And that game has sort of its own weird controls that probably most developers aren't used to optimizing for. Yeah. Whereas Metroid Prime, I feel like, is a lot more straightforward even with the motion controller. 100%. Yeah. Well, I mean, they were added later even. But Pikmin 3 was definitely like... It came out of new play control Pikmin for the Wii U. Like, it was made to have the map as as a multitasking cursor like set up underneath your tv for the wii remote it was really wild and they made it work really well um for switch except Mm -hmm. in this one way yeah um so metroid no metroid prime 4 but metroid prime trilogy this year that's your prediction yeah yeah Hmm. that's and i'm just gonna leave it at one in fact because we called it a closer. <laughs> so, uh, what would you guys like to see or predict, I guess? I actually think we might get a new Pikmin game. Mm. I don't know if it'll come out this year or in 2022, but I think a lot of the signs are sort of pointing in that direction. You've got, obviously, they brought out the Pikmin 3 port, uh, which I don't think was just to fill a gap in the release schedule. I think yeah. it was strategic because that game actually did end up selling pretty well on switch it's over two million copies now uh i've they've been uh putting pikmin into the super nintendo world theme park uh which is like a pretty good sign that they're going to be doing something with those oh characters. pikmin's got to be the next illumination movie that's they, what I mean, it is that could be it that's or no it it's, could, a, it's but, but, don't know, say could like, that's exactly what it is I mean, it, Miyamoto's involved in the animation thing, so you know he's just going to pick his creations for yeah. the first movies they make. Um, well, but also he's just wanted to make a Pikmin movie, and those animated shorts were awesome. Yeah. I think well, I, I suspect, think that's just though, that like, it step. won't just be the animation because I think they probably think there's probably more money to be made for them from games, a Pikmin game, than from a Pikmin movie would be my, my hunch. Well, I think it, like, cross-pollinates. Uh, pun it, it half intended. Well, I, I, I guess what I'm saying is ultimately the movie will be serving the the game more than the game serving the movie, if that makes sense. It does. I do feel, though, like the game is such a just like weird thing. Like it's, it's I love Pikmin, but it's like a really weird RTS. 
It's just kind of like an abstract game that's like... Oh, don't it's get me so wrong. Its I wouldn't thing. be shocked if a bunch of people who love Pikmin in the movie buy the game and are like, what the hell is this? And then never <laughs> never buy another one. <laughs> oh, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, so but... I, I think it has more potential, though, is like kind of in that way, like a minion style, like entertainment property where people know the Pikmin as like these silly little cute things from shorts or I mean, they could also do like a, you know, Pixar shorts. Yeah. Route and just put Pikmin before every movie. Yeah, yeah, I, I I think that that's very possible too. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, I love it. So you think Pikmin so Four prediction. or like Pikmin World or Hey Pikmin <laughs> Two? I don't know. I mean, they, Miyamoto said a Pikmin Four was happening like years ago. I really so. think that was just like a misinterpretation who, of Hey Pikmin. Who knows? Or maybe maybe they shelved it, but like for this long, yeah, I, I, I don't, don't know. know um it, yeah i don't know i hope i, I, I hope they stick with the multiplayer thing that they did with pikmin 3 where the story mode could yeah. all be played co-op uh i don't necessarily hope that they make co-op even more of a focus i just kind of want it to be a option yeah but i agree i want that as an option i want it to be an option for playing online as well uh, online bingo battle would be awesome for example oh yeah Okay. So, I mean, that's 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 all I've got, though. I don't really know what form that would take. What about a Pikmin Royale? I don't know, I don't know. how that would work at all. Probably I, like a yeah. minigame mode somehow. Is like it a, like you're fighting with other players over resources, and then they like try to take out their onions and steal their yeah yeah. yeah. It's got to be like a uh, Starcraft kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I. I really just mashed those words together out of nowhere, and worked backwards. But something like that. That'd be um, fun. I yeah. play that. That that sounds like a good mobile game, actually. Now that I think. Oh, about true. It. We are getting Pikmin Go also. Yeah. Oh yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Definitely that is stepping stone in this strategic plan. Mm-hmm. Dark Alex, what's coming out of? Um, What's E3. the the one from Etopia? The Metopia. Oh. Uh, the dark world. Uh, no one's played Metopia. I did not play What's Metopia. coming out of the dark one. world from Metopia? Um, is the uh, is it possible that the new Switch would come out be announced? The Switch Pro. Uh, I think that's possible. Depends when it, the new Switch is actually coming out. Right. Yeah, I, I was thinking maybe they'll maybe they'll hint at that or. Re- reveal that show the trailer for that i don't know um and do you think I, there's it'll be interest oh go ahead it'll be interesting to see if they don't reveal the new switch at e3 if they reveal a bunch of the games that would be coming out at around the same time or if they save those for later i um, i was thinking that if they were to uh announce the switch pro then um they'd probably save most of the games for later but they might like announce mario kart or something that's my guess. So, with Mario Kart, I don't think that they would announce that before the Switch Pro because the way Nintendo sees Mario Kart is, like, one per console. Right. And because Switch got just an upgraded version of the Wii's, I could see the upgraded version of Switch getting its own Mario Kart, like, per their development Th- cycle. That's what I meant. Like, like they'll 
and release the, the yeah, announce yeah. the switch pro and then along with it here's a new title that'll be coming with it oh yeah yeah, yeah. that's what i was thinking. um i it's kind of tricky like with the rest because on the one hand like if they show off all these games that are clearly like not good enough to run on the switch like base model they've kind of already shown their hand right right and so why not just like go all in and like really excite people for it and say you know everything that's cool about it that's true i could see why they would want to sort of save the hype if it was coming out in like september or october to announce it in like august you know the way that they would with like us the switch light dropped like pretty simply like that right yeah i think um, they announced it in july came out in, in september and i i think right? the pro would be a bigger deal than that it would got it would have to be a june announcement for e3 right a new console it's a big deal um and i we do see the september the timeline that came out being around the switch light beforehand it's, it's, so may, maybe you're right um but if it's coming out in 2022 then yeah, I mean I don't I don't see why we would see it this year mm, okay. because they could always announce it like well, yeah, in October and say pre-order now before probably, Christmas. Yeah, their mentality is probably the second we announce it, people are going to wait for it and stop buying switches, which they don't want. Oh, that's a great yeah. point. We'll yeah. Hear about it like a month and a half before it comes out. True. Okay, good point. Yeah. Well, then maybe which oh go for it. Yeah, I was just going to say might mean that it is announced in june and comes out in august yeah it could be that yeah hmm that'd be nice because my birthday's in august yeah hey there you go you hear that listeners get alex a nintendo switch pro thanks yeah you're welcome yeah and uh the listeners it's okay if you mix up the alex's (laughs) i'll take it get dark alex a dark switch pro oh yes there we go but get me the color switch con yeah there you go uh a conjoy a con <laughs> sad the dark alex some conjoys <laughs> it's the opposite of joy uh depression con depression give me some con depressions because <laughs> i hate the depression dep- cons yeah depression cons <laughs> oh no <laughs> well i think that's a good set of predictions great thanks for thanks for listening everybody and of course, thanks to my lovely co-hosts for joining. Always a pleasure. Love you. Well, everybody, that is all for this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you like our show, please feel free to subscribe and give us a quick positive rating on iTunes or Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you listen. It is a small act of support that really helps people find our show. It's good for them. It's good for us. It's good for you guys to see our community grow. It really helps us out. If you are an epic gamist and you have an epic game question or you got reactions to what we said or fun Nintendo stories you want to share, please send it to epicgamist at gmail.com. And you can follow Epic Gamist on Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, all kinds of different places for different kinds of stuff. Pick your favorite platforms. If you are listening right now, if you can hear me, we know that you stuck with us. We know you're hardcore. And again, we are just getting restarted here. So much so that those accounts I mentioned don't actually have any posts or profile pictures or anything. (laughs) So you're not in the wrong place. But the goal, ultimately, is to have fun waiting for you on any apps you choose, all powered by a charity-driven 
Patreon so that gamers can give back while supporting all kinds of fun content made just for you. Literally just for you because of the Patreon requests. So every listen, like, retweet, share, every follow on those accounts, whatever way that you want to support us, even for free, still fuels the same good goal. So we are really counting on you, Mario Party Top 452 of you, to help us raise awareness and spread the word and get more gamers giving back. For fun. When it's up, we'll tell you. Nintendo Week is brought to you by our hosts, Alex Plant, tweet at Legend of Lex, Lee Albanese, tweet at Enalanes, that's E-N-A-L-A-N-E-S, Jackson Murphy, tweet at Cheaper by 12 Film, and Dark Alex, tweet into the abyss and destroy yourself. Myself, tweet at Colin McIsaac, that's C-O-L-I-N-M-C-I-S-A-A-C. Nintendo Week is a fan show. We are not affiliated with or operated by Nintendo, and we do not represent the brand in any way. All opinions expressed are our very own, and all games played are purchased, not provided, unless otherwise stated.